Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Welcome to another Toonami pre-flight. Hopefully you had a nice holiday week. Is this, the, time this, is this the post-Thanksgiving one? It is. Um, it's pre-Thanksgiving now, so we're... In, we don't as know of, if, as of the time of this we record. Are, we don't. We personally don't know if we will have had a nice holiday week, but I think it uh, should... I think I will. I mean, yeah. it's just my wife and my daughter and I, so... Nice. <laughs> Unless I screw it up, it should be <laughs> no fine. No pressure. <laughs> Are you having anyone over your house? Yeah, my mom's coming over, and my uh, one of my brothers in law and his wife. Is your mom making your bis- ma- making her biscuits? She is nice. And what are you making? I'm making a turkey and stuffing. What dressing? Because I'm not stuffing it. Um, and how do you make your mashed turkey? sweet potatoes? You fry it, of course. Uh, I grill it. Deep fried turkey, of course. I grill. Spatchcock. I do. Yeah. Is that a family tradition? No, it's just our oven sucks, and it yeah. was born out of necessity, and gotcha. has sort of worked. Do you have a nice grill? Uh, yeah, it's it's doing all right. Gotcha. It's a Weber. It's a Weber. Nice, <laughs> cool. Um, Do you make anything non-traditional? Uh, no, not really. Annie makes cranberry sauce. It's quite good. And uh, I like the kind of the can. A. Uh, what was the movie that was? Yeah, whatever. It's a terrible story. My daughter, um, my daughter, and I both like the canned cranberry sauce. My you, wife doesn't eat it at all. So she's I'll, uh, like, I'll bring you a little bit of it so you can see. I'm how, sure how you should I'm be. Sure, sure. I think once you mix it with gravy and butter, it's probably. Yeah, I mean, it's really just <laughs> sugar. Uh, it's all of hers. Um, something else that I make, but I can't. think Oh, she also makes a squash casserole that she oh. doesn't actually eat, but it's really good. Oh, okay. That's in place of the green bean casserole. That's more of the traditional thing. Yeah. Well, we hope that your Thanksgiving is just as flavorful as Gil sounds. And yourself? Uh, I mean, we make the traditional You're making the stuff. bang bang? We are doing the bang bang. Yeah, I always make an Italian, a full Italian meal. And the that's just a family tradition. So I'm making big ziti and meatballs and garlic bread. And then we're also having turkey. Do you eat it all at the same time or do you... It uh, depends. It? No, I usually eat it all at the same time. I don't necessarily mix and match. Like it's not on. You don't have like a giant plate set that you break out for Thanksgiving. No, no. But my daughter and I like to eat both, and my wife pretty much just eats the. Um, she saves the Italian for the leftovers, right? And she eats the turkey stuff. Um, this year, since it's just three of us, we're not making a whole turkey. We're just going to get like turkey breasts. Um, yeah. Because my daughter doesn't really give a shit about turkey. She's not really much of a meat eater at all. Right. So all she cares about is the pasta. <laughs> and all my wife cares about is the turkey. So you and still I'm need sort to make- of right in the middle. Right. Um, but she makes uh, biscuits and she makes the gravy. She makes the dressing, not stuffing, and green bean casserole. So similar to yours, but then add a whole nother meal. <laughs> sure. 
Well, anyway, that we'll talk through Thanksgiving. It, uh, oh, what about dessert? Hold on, we got to finish this whole conversation. Uh, my brother-in-law is a really good. He's a really good cook and also uh-huh. a really good baker, and so he uh-huh. usually brings a smattering of pies oh, nice. and other little treats. Nice. He makes a bourbon chocolate pie that's quite delicious, and he also makes nice. like a pumpkin pie, and then it's usually like custard or some other thing and then also like cookies like he brings jesus there's well, enough food to feed like 45 people and there's like your six dogs eat it all yeah <laughs> and then uh i usually get a, the classic pumpkin pie for thanksgiving yeah one year i had my mom over and this is how i know my mom loves me because just like in the movie miami blues I bought the pie. a reference that uh, no, no one, one will, will get, get but if you get it you're you're we can be friends um the pumpkin pie that I bought was from Whole Foods and someone had fucked up the recipe but I didn't taste it I hadn't tasted it yet obviously uh and they had I it's it tasted like when I finally tasted it they had quadrupled the amount of clove that needed to be in it Ugh. like Normally, there might be a tiny hint of clove, but obviously clove is a very strong flavor. And this person put so much clove in it, it tasted like a fucking poison pie. Like a clove right. cigarette. So my mom was eating it and not saying anything about this is disgusting, but just c- continuing to eat it. And I was like, Mom, you're not really eating your pie. You're usually way more excited about it. She's like, yeah, I mean, it's fine. I just, it's, you know, I'm just not that hungry. And I was like... Huh? And then I tasted that. I was like, "Mom, this tastes like fucking poison." She's like, "Well, I didn't want to be rude, and you know, you got the pie." And I was just like, "Jesus, mom." Anyway, what a hilarious story. Okay, on to today's. So my mom one time oh, made speaking us of cyborgs ice cream, and she forgot to put the vanilla extract in. Oh. And my brother and I were like, "This tastes like shit." And my mom's like, you just don't know what real ice cream's supposed to taste like and got like on this big high horse. And then, and then she, then tasted, she it tasted it later, like the next day or later on that day. And she's like, all right, yeah, sorry. Yes. Like shit. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so today's topic, which has nothing to do with any of that, is we're going to talk about Ghosts in the Shell. Which uh, we have talked about previously. Yeah, we talked about like but, in our favorite sci-fi films, and but we're working through that best of... Yeah, it was way back in episode 26. Oh yeah, it's a couple of years back. So. so, and I don't think you can really talk about this movie enough. It is a seminal classic of both anime and cyberpunk. Um, when people mention... The, the Rupert Sanders live action movie you're talking about? <laughs> yeah. When people mention the term cyberpunk, they mean a couple movies. They mean most of the time Blade Runner... Ghost in the Shell. They mean Neuromancer. Um, ooh, there's something going on next door. It's a popcorn war, I think. Um, but yeah, so it, for me, this was a pretty seminal movie as for any anime yeah. fan, especially of a certain age. This was one of the first anime films I remember being uh, in the theater and getting like a big release. I think it was Manga Entertainment back then that had it. Um, and over the years, it's gotten multiple re-releases and remasters, and then they did that 2.0 version, which replaced a lot of the animation, which was somewhat controversial. But I think it's one of those weird movies that you consider it a classic, and you're like, yeah, yeah. But when you put it, whenever I put it on, I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing. Like it's, yeah. You almost forget how good it is because it's become such a settled part of the anime canon that you're like, oh yeah, Ghost in the Shell, blah blah blah. But then. Every time you yeah, re-engage so with it. Good. Yeah. So um, let's do... So the, weirdly, of course, again, 
there aren't that many great trailers. So I've got the official trailer from 95, which isn't great. But then I also have the intro of the movie, which kind of gives more of a... I mean, the intro feels like the rest of the movie. So we why don't we watch the trailer first and we'll, we'll talk further. In the near future, corporate networks reach out to the stars and electrons and light flow throughout the universe. The advance of computerization, however, has not yet wiped out nations and ethnic groups. Memories about your wife and your daughter are false and are more like a dream. You've been taken advantage of by someone, and we're trying to do a ghost hack on some government officials. Oh, God, it can't be. I've been to your apartment. No one. A bachelor room. I told you I rented that room when we were separated. You've been living in that room for over ten years now. My code name is Project 2501. And I am a life form that was born in a sea of information. Theatrically worldwide, fall 1995. I guess I would still see the movie based on that trailer, but that trailer yeah. sucked. 1995, back when they didn't really know what to do when cutting an anime yeah. trailer. Mention the date, yeah, for sure. Don't show um, but most I mean, of the it, cool it was it was not uh, Mamoru Oshii who directed the movie. So, Ghost in the Shell is based on a very well known manga by Masamune Shiro which is very different from the tone of the movie. The manga is almost, um, it's pretty dark too, but it is a lot more silliness and uh, gore and nudity. So it's definitely sort of, I would say, less engaging on a philosophical level. Um, 
but it's amazingly drawn and it's, it has all the same core concepts as the movie. So when Oshi was going to adapt it, he knew that he wanted to sort of make it a more serious drama, um, which I think serves the story really well in the case of this movie. And we talked about Pat Labor 2 a couple weeks ago, and Pat Labor 2 is definitely sort of the run up to this movie. But you can, as we've been watching, and we watched Rusei um, Yatsura, uh, like yeah. it's as we watch these Oshi movies, you can see him building to this, which is his masterwork. Um, I really liked Innocence too, but this is, I think, a little bit stronger. Um, and it's interesting to see his style develop to the point where here it's, I would say, fully matured. But how different it is from the, from the manga. He arguably. Arguably, the movie be- became more popular than the manga ever was, and it's it's a weird thing where not just the original creator of the idea, but the person who adapted it made it. Yeah, you know, is almost more important to the to the property. Still somewhat of the creator, despite the fact he yeah. didn't create it. And then, uh, so uh, the movie did really well. Uh, it did well worldwide, pretty much, and it has remained a home video sort of staple. Uh, continues to do well in every home video format and it's been re-released in theaters and then of course they had the um, live action version a year or two ago that didn't do so great because mostly people held it up against this and it just didn't live up to it yeah there's parts of the live action movie look great it's just most of the movie is boring as shit Yeah, I mean, and they, I think they missed the point of this movie, which this movie is about a character not discovering her humanity, but discovering that she wants to move beyond yeah. humanity to like an entirely different plane of consciousness. So the overall plot of this, I don't think we need to do too much work on because if you, you know, you've probably, if you're watching this broadcast, you've probably seen it or are somewhat familiar with it, but basically, uh, someone is hacking, um, shells, which are what they call androids in this future version of, I think it's Hong Kong. Yeah. At Kowloon or something. Um, and uh, the major, uh, who is the main character, has to find out who this hacker is. And then she ends up getting hacked herself. And the more she gets closer in contact with this the puppet master, the puppet master, she starts sort of seeing the puppet master's point of view about moving beyond humanity. And so it's a lot about artificial intelligence and what makes us human and blah, blah, blah. So, um, so so, uh, let's check out the open of the movie, which I think really sets the scene. And it starts with this amazing music that other than Akira, I can't really think of an anime that has music, this singular. Um, so let's check it out.
We should just shut the fuck up and just played Ghost. I know. Show. Yeah, it's super compelling. We technically, don't have the rights to show the movie, but <laughs> still would have been a better use of our two hours. Um, so there's not much. I mean, you know, again, it is. I think we put it at number four of the yes. greatest movies of all time. Anime Actually, of all time. I at the list before nice. this recording. Good, nice way to go. Monkey learns. Um, so it's pretty high up there. I think some people would say it's their favorite. Uh, I, I wouldn't. I totally couldn't. Wouldn't have a problem with that. Um, but uh, it spawned a successful, if I may say so myself, two-season television <laughs> show, as well as a six-part OVA and a sequel, which was much slower and weirder, but still totally awesome in its own way. Um, the sequel doesn't really feature the major. She comes in one scene, yeah, and she's she's basically... It's really more another movie in this world, world than necessarily yeah. a sequel and it follows batu who was her sort of um second in command and she comes into the movie at one point to talk to him but she does it basically as a as a as an online entity yeah um which is bodyless puppet master started as yeah um but it's it's equally i mean it looks totally amazing the sequel um and it's equally as well made it's just maybe less of a traditional narrative it's much more moody and much slower, but I like it. It's a particularly tough movie to get through when <laughs> yeah. you immediately roll yeah. off a plane to Japan for yes. the first time, yes. and you sit in a hot ass Japanese theater, movie theater, and in you, some super comfy seats in the dark, and you watch it in Japanese, in Japanese. with no subtitles. <laughs> and first, there's a performance first. of the theme song, yeah, and then a uh, Q and A session, none of which is in English, obviously. Um, we have a hard life. Uh, so that leads us to, you know, we sort of went sideways because we know that most people consider the Ghost in the Shell movie adaptation, most anime fans, to be garbage. I don't think it's garbage. I just think it was a failure, kind of. Um, but that led us into our, our topic of the day, which is, what's your favorite cyborg movie? What's no, the no. worst cyborg movie? Sorry. the uh, We did... Favorite, favorite. Yeah. when we did Innocence. So it's it's sort of a thing because I'm not sure whether you would say the major is an android or a cyborg because I don't. She has organic parts, right? Her mind is yeah. Oh, right. Human. So she is a cyborg. Um, so there we have the the key difference between an android, which is a humanoid, uh, artificial being, right, and a and a cyborg, which is. Uh, something that has a combination of technology and organic matter. Yeah. That's how you would define a cyborg. So Terminator is is a cyborg. Robocop is a cyborg. And C-3PO is an android. But is the T... Oh, boy. What's the metal one? Oh, well, that one's, that one's more of an android because yeah. it's not really made no of... Because there's no human it skill can, it over... Can just, Cybernetic tissue. It can just perfectly mimic a. Yeah. But it's not. Yeah, that one. I never is, really thought about that until yeah. just this one. That moment. one's not a cyborg. Um, yes. So, I wanted to start with a movie that actually has a character named Cyborg and is one of the worst cyborg movies of the recent years. How fortuitous! That is Justice League from our home office at Warner Brothers. Um. We, this is our final so, <laughs> so I, broadcast. I uh, I I don't think this movie is as bad as all the people who hate it say it is, and I also don't think it's any good at all. So it's like it's just not great. Um, yeah, I felt that it was fine. There are some ideas in here that could be cool, and then there's some unbearably corny shit, 
like everything with Aquaman. Uh, Shout and, out to the upcoming Aquaman <laughs> standalone. Well, I mean, maybe the standalone is going to be good. I mean, at least with a standalone, you can focus entirely on one character. But yeah, and Jason Momoa is awesome. But just him riding on Batman's car, going yeah, like yeah. Just I mean, this movie is being all a, about bro. Do you yeah. Justice League, bro? Yeah, uh, and. I recommend watching it stuck on an airplane. And Cyborg, of all the characters you're seeing here, is the worst one. Because even Jason Momoa's character is a surfer bro, but he's at least got a personality. Cyborg's personality is, man, it sucks being a cyborg. I don't, still don't understand the, the aesthetic choice of not making Cyborg, like, jacked. Like, he's... Yeah. This cyborg skip arm and leg day. Like it's he's just so, he's like the smallest dude in there. So cyborg is basically he has an alien technology inside him that's constantly upgrading and changing, and he is super bummed about the whole thing. And so he runs around with a hoodie on, but his eye glows, and it's just sort of real corny. And uh I didn't like it at all, even <laughs> though I think Cyborg could be a cool character. I think they didn't do him justice in justice league Holy um, yeah shit. so what i found that really does the job better than i ever could there's a some guys they call it honest trailers i'm sure you've all seen it normally i don't like them so much but sometimes they really get it right and uh, i think for justice league they pretty much nail it so i figured why bother with me blathering let's just watch the honest trailer Somewhere between the awful Suicide Squad and the excellent Wonder Woman, a new DC movie will get it sorted down the middle. But when the best comic book characters ever unite for a film that's just okay, you blew it! Again! Ah! How does this keep happening? Justice League. In the midst of a production beset by tragedy, Warner Brothers bravely forged ahead so executives could keep their bonuses, mixing Zack Snyder's trademark gloom with the optimism of Joss Whedon and the priorities of Brett Ratner's production company. Oof, you're gorgeous. That results in its own signature blend of orange, lots and lots of orange. Man, I wish they released the Snyder Cut. Also, man, I wish the Snyder Cut wasn't a made-up fanboy pipe dream. Witness a film that looks like it's being rendered right before your eyes, where this CGI villain steals the CGI boxes from their CGI hiding places, uniting the CGI heroes in a big CGI fight on a CGI battlefield until the CGI hero merges with the CGI box, while the CGI villain gets punched in the mouth by the hero with a mouth made out of CGI. Yes, ma'am. Ugh, that just looks wrong. Meet the Justice League, a bunch of sad losers. I want to be left alone. If you stay up here brooding, I'm processing. Well, I wouldn't count on the tribes of men. I need friends. Who occasionally make jokes now. Dostoevsky! There's Wonder Woman, the three-dimensional hero turned into girl hung up on her ex. I lost someone I loved. I once knew a man who would have loved to fly it. When it's your fault, they're all Steve Trevor. Brosidon, king of the Brosian. My man! Cyborg, who's there. Booyah. Spider-Man, who in this movie goes by the Flash. Superman, and... God, mouth is so distracting. Poor Henry Cavill worked out for months for this role, but all I can look at is his weird fake baby mouth. They really couldn't just shave his mustache? Or grow a beard? Or, you know, delay the movie? <laughs> and of course, the Batman. He may not be that tough. <sighs> 
Or that smart. So your genius move is dying. Or that careful with his secret identity. Dressed like a bat. You're out of your mind, Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. You the Batman? As a bat signal, that's your... Oh, sorry. That's your signal. But... Wait, there's no but? That's a shame. He was the best part of the last one. Prepare for the arrival of Steppenwolf, DC's scariest horn-helmeted minor god villain with a giant-bladed weapon since the movie right before this one. He's got a generic look, a generic motivation. He lived only to conquer. And super generic dialogue. Find the last one. Its power will cleanse this world. You're all too weak to see the truth. I am the end of worlds. But no character since Buster Bluth has ever been this much of a mother lover. Mother, I know mother. Praise to the mother. I see mother. What the hell is that? These are my words, mother. From Army. How is it possible they ripped off everything from the Avengers except the good villain? Come on, Joss. It's not stealing if you do it from yourself. After all the intricate plotting of Batman v Superman, check out a sequel that says, whoops, never mind, pretending Batman knew Clark Kent for more than 15 minutes. I'm a teammate's Clark. Pretending the world didn't hate Superman before he died. So much bitterness. Of course, I think it's all because he's gone. And pretending that bizarre Flash Nightmare sequence never happened. I mean, that was clearly meant for when this movie was going to be a two-parter, right? So where the Avengers felt like the end of the beginning for the MCU, experience DC's big team-up movie that just kind of feels like the end, where they emptied out their Easter egg cupboard, united all their biggest superheroes, and tried everything they could to make it look like they still cared. You know you can't do this forever. I can barely do it now. It's a shame, too. They were just starting to take some real steps toward heroism. Save one. What? Save one person. Okay, baby steps. Starring a wad of tinfoil scrunched around a laser pointer, Jason Moana, the Dark Night Owl, the DCEU Hunger Games champion, Super Side Eye, the voice of Warner Brothers. We might not have thought this through. Deathpool, I mean, Deadstroke, Smashed Mouth, Spider Car, Spider Car, does whatever a Spider Car does. Oh, Miles Dyson, when will you learn? Mike Pence. I know, Mother. Speeder Parker. And a recast Luther? Hey! Care for a glass of Goudet Diamant? Aww. And not starring. Trailer shots and scenes that weren't in the final movie. Aquaman consumed by water. Cyborg as a human in a letterman jacket. The I didn't think you were real scene. Didn't think you were real. I'm real and it's useful. Cyborg fighting a tank and talking to a cop. You should probably move. Flash fighting a parademon. Cyborg as a human playing football. The original blue color palette in sequence. Bruce looking at holographic Superman. Barry breaking glass. Alfred talking to a mysterious visitor. You said you'd come. And Lois and Clark discussing their engagement. I'll take that as a yes. What? Warner Brothers presents Joss Whedon, Zack Snyder's Justice League, part one of one. So, I mean. Pretty great. Bro side <laughs> king of the brotion. It's pretty great. Um, so yeah, I think that tells you why it's a bad cyborg movie, among other kinds of bad. Um, so next up is the remake of a really good cyborg movie that not only didn't do the original justice, it they just made a bad movie. So 
RoboCop 2014, starring Joel Kinnaman, who also is in Altered Carbon. He's evidently the go-to guy for crap science fiction. Sure. Poor Joel Kinnaman, because I like him as a performer. Um, I think so, he's doing fine. Checks are still clearing. Dude. <laughs> so the the director of this film was a decent director, and I thought maybe, you know, <laughs> RoboCop is a the original '80s RoboCop is a classic, but pretty old 1986 somewhat dated and, and yeah somewhat, and it's somewhat well toned. unfortunately its concept is more relevant than ever other not the robot cop yeah. part but the rest of it but um or willian overlord I think. yeah but the uh so it's it you know i didn't necessarily dislike the idea of a remake but as soon as i saw the design i was like oh boy we're in trouble here yeah uh, and the movie itself was poorly reviewed and did not do well. It was basically a complete bag of shit. Um, it's everything you don't like about remakes. Um, so here's a scene which just makes me laugh. I mean, probably not a good thing when your cyborg badass cop just makes you laugh. Um, not on purpose. So this is a scene where RoboCop is arresting other bad cops. Enjoy. Accessing criminal data. Thomas King, you're under arrest. Until today, Thomas King was a convicted felon, wanted for rape, arson, and murder. This man has torn apart American families. On the loose for six years. And where was this criminal mastermind hiding? Right in front of the police headquarters. Here he is, just steps away from two of Detroit's finest. These two officers are completely unaware of the monster in their midst. And then, in 60 seconds, I repeat, just 60 seconds, Detective Murphy brings him down. the right to an attorney. If you cannot afford an attorney, one will be provided for you. This my friends, is the future of American justice. How many like Thomas King will pay for their crimes now 
that RoboCop is here. The helmet yeah. off RPG option. That was, wasn't uh, that wasn't the scene things. I was going to show you, but it's equally bad, so that's fine. I, it wasn't the scene I originally meant to show you, but uh, so yeah, it loses the um, social commentary that makes the original like more of a movie you could watch now. It also loses the hilarious '80s quality <laughs> and the hilarious over-the-top gore. Uh, which are all reasons I really like the original. Sure. Um, so this just flattened it all out and is a pale imitation. Um, and then finally, uh, a movie that I think is a terrible movie, but I genuinely love watching. And that is a <laughs> 1990s class of 1999. Uh, this is the sequel to class of 1984, which is a, uh, classic old school, um, sort of horror thriller. Uh, the guy who wrote and directed this and class of 1984 wrote and directed, uh, or sorry, directed commando. Um, so he knows his action movie stuff. Um, so class of 1999 is sort of a sequel to class of 1984, roughly. So it's the distant future of 1999, uh, gangs in the, in a typical eighties, early nineties movie theme, gangs have taken over schools across the country and the gang problem has gotten so bad that anywhere there there's a school they're called free fire zones where cops won't go in and so basically they this government contractor decides to conduct an experiment to see if they can have cyborg teachers that will discipline the kids by any means necessary and so then it becomes this one gang member who uh, is our main character who basically gets all the other gang members together and it's the gang members versus these teachers. Uh, it is totally hilarious and surprisingly a lot of money was spent on it. It's like this Mad Max future world. Everyone's driving these cars that have been completely modified with machine guns and stuff. Um, I don't know why they're going to high school though. So, but they got to yeah, learn. Does, they got to have history. Because they're still true. Yeah, so... Um, and uh, the teachers are played by, uh, well, Pam Greer and these two other guys that have been in a million movies. The principal is Malcolm McDowell of the school. And Stacy Keach is the mad scientist who has converted these former military cyborgs into teachers. And I think you can guess what happens. But the scene I have here is the one of the teachers' first day at school as they discipline the students. And it is, I would say, laugh out loud funny. So enjoy. In 1998, six million violent incidents took place in American high schools, including 29,927 teacher fatalities. The public school system has been reduced to a battlefield. The Board of Education has just found a solution. The perfect solution. You're next, Mr. Cope. For the class of 1999. What are you? The class of 1999. These androids were supposed to educate the students. Battle droids, Miles. Battle droids. To graduate is to survive. 
I like even that they the said movie, the title they, of the movie like the, six times. But then in the quotes, they're yeah. use Android, and it's not. They're cyborgs. But anyway, I didn't show you a clip. I fucked up all my clips, so it doesn't matter. But you get you get the gist. It's on iTunes. If you want to watch it. Really? Now, class of 1984 and Class of 1999 and the sequel to Class of 1999, Class of 1999 Part 2, The Substitute, which is only one. They downgraded to one cyborg. They're like, we'll try again, but we're just going to have one teacher instead of three, and it doesn't go well. Well, wouldn't it be a full-time job? Why would it just be The Substitute? I, I think they're trying it out in a school, and they're replacing... They really the should teacher. have remade the um, the substitute. James Belushi, the <laughs> principal movie. Well, or the substitute, the Tom Berenger sure. substitute movies yeah. with Tom Berenger as a cyborg. You got to get more um, yeah. script meetings with I mean, these Basically, movies. what you're seeing here is if you throw cyborg flavoring onto anything, it's like a little salt or pepper. It's like it's a good little spice, but it can't be the main thing. Yeah, shouldn't be. Yeah. So if you want to make a stupid movie about... Um, schools kids fighting their teachers sprinkle a little cyborg on it it gets more interesting immediately perfect but if but you can't really make a whole thing out of just the cyborg part the creators of cyborg cop 1993's <laughs> amazing film would disagree with you starring david bradley aka that's not the american ninja from american ninja 3 4 and 5 no. even though in 5 he plays a character of a totally different name yeah and then it's reunited with Michael Dudikoff in American Ninja 4, but we're not getting the into dudes, American Ninja. The dudes. This is about uh, Cyber Cop. Cyborg Cop. So Cyborg Cop is... A, a cop who's a cyborg? No. Shit. Um, he is an ex-cop whose brother calls him from the Caribbean and needs help. And it's on St. Kitts Island or some made-up shit. Um, St. Kitts is real. No, but it's not that. Oh. It's like uh, something else. Um, so St. John Reese davies professional date critic and scene-chewing dwarf, is a mad scientist who is turning people into cyborgs. Yeah. And voices. Um, and sadly, it is David Bradley's brother has already been turned into a oh, cyborg, so bummer. he has to then fight his own brother. Man. Brother against brother. That's rough. Against um, cyborg brother. Indeed. Uh, so let's check out. Brother against brother. Fine, brother. brother it's cyborg, cyborg brother. brother. A little sprinkle. Stepping it up a notch. Yep. So here's the trailer for Cyborg Cop. A DEA agent leads an elite team into battle against an international drug cartel. It's going to be like taking candy from small children. But what agent Philip Ryan finds there... Is more dangerous. Shut up. More devious. Allow me to present a K3 prototype cyborg assassin. Left for dead, Philip Ryan is about to live again. Half man, half machine. Kill it. His mind now controlled by a madman. You see, he works just perfect. Now, renegade agent Jack Ryan is the only man who can save his brother. You stay out of this! But to rescue Philip, Jack must destroy an unstoppable soldier. Part Robocop. Part Terminator. Cyborg Cop. Only from Vidmark Entertainment. 
love it when they show you the, the box. Just so you know what it is. It's, We're talking about a movie but in a box. And it's not a straight to video. That doesn't come until Cyborg Cup 3. So it was a theatrical release. Mm-hmm. As was 1994's Japanese oh. theatrical release, Cyborg Cop 2. Japanese. Uh, which also stars Rogue DEA agent, uh, whatever the fuck his name you is. You know he's a rogue because he's got a leather jacket. Yeah, he's, doesn't he doesn't listen to the man no shit. bullshit. Um, the plot in Cyborg Cop 2 gets a little more convoluted. Crime boss. Complicated, you mean. Complicated. Complex. No, no, no. Uh, crime boss Jesse Stark Raven is uh, Stark Raven. Stark Raven is uh, I can't remember if he's taking over another drug operation or it's his own drug operation yeah. that's gone awry. But he's knocking some heads around like you got to do when you're a crime boss. So he starts taking some hostages, and for some reason, not the real American Ninja is called in to be the hostage negotiator. But I don't think that's the best job for a rogue agent. Um, so it goes a little sideways because Stark Raven actually recognizes Not the American Ninja from a previous operation where Not the American Ninja killed Stark Raven's brother. Wow. So Stark, Stark Raven's just a brother. <laughs> so uh, the American Ninja guy is just a brother killing motherfucker. His own brother, yeah. somebody else's brother. So Stark Raven kills the hostages and uh, Not the American Ninja's partner. <laughs> Which I guess you get a partner after you sure. succeed in breaking up. Killing up. your own brother. Yeah, the first time. Um, so he's maybe he's reigning in the roguishness yeah. in the eyes of the DEA overlords. Anyway, uh, eventually Stark Raven is brought to justice and he is sentenced to death. On his way to death row. Oh, this is, is all the setup. Yes. Jesus. On his way to death row. The government uh-huh. kidnaps Stark Raven uh-huh. to turn him into a cyborg leader who is then going to be the general of a cyborg army. Mm. And at the party where they're going to unveil this to the yeah. underworld, dark nether regions of the crime lords, uh, he wakes up and just starts killing everybody and decides that he is going to be the leader of the entire world and he's going to start conquering yeah. cities and turn everybody well, into cyborgs. Yeah, I mean. So not the American Ninja has to come back right and try and take down Stark. So the thing is they never seem to be able to control these cyborgs. Yeah. I think when you start mixing organic it's, matter with machines, it can't be it just, contained. Yeah, just androids much easier to, you know, but cyborgs just just too, the human element just makes it too crazy. Yeah, it's it's too volatile a mix. They'll start killing students or Crime Lords, you just don't know. So let's check out the trailer for Cyborg Cop 2, which I believe is subtitled in Portuguese. For Electric some Boogaloo. Time of the Cyborg is arriving. In his worst nightmare, did Jack Ryan dream that once more he would be forced into a deadly face-to-face confrontation with his old-time enemy? 
This time, as an evil cyborg. Drop the gun, Stark Raven. The name's Spartacus. cyborgs are more lethal, more powerful, and more dangerous. And only one man can stop them. Cyborg Cop 2, starring David Bradley. When the cyborgs are smarter than the computers that program them, it roar to the bitter end. issues there on the vhs transfer apologies but even then look at i mean that was a low obviously low budget movie but even back then low budget movies look at all the fucking explosions well yeah that's literally the only thing whole budget yeah went to just blow as much shit up as humanly possible now that would all be cgi explosions pretty much and the old smear them in rubber cement and light them on fire and jump them up drop them off a (laughs) ledge uh, and third on my list is Cyborg Cop 3. Oh, I sense uh, a theme. A sadly direct-to-video uh, movie. You might sweet, know it better. Sweet uh, Malibu Beach t-shirt You might know it art. as Terminal Impact. Oh, um, oh, okay. Yeah, Terminal Impact. Now I, now I get it. Yeah. Um, and so when I was trying to be able to explain the plot of Cyborg Cop 3, I decided to call on my old friend Wikipedia and literally the only thing that's on the Cyborg Cop 3 Wikipedia plot entry is a scientist intends to turn students into mercenary cyborgs. However, a cop is determined to stop his experiments. That's succinct. And so I feel like that could be all of the cyborg movies that we've basically <laughs> Pretty much. talked about. They really seem to have a focus with cops and students with cyborgs. Yeah. I don't know why that is, but it's true that there's an inordinate number of cyborg movies that feature cops I or mean, students. I feel like probably the target audience for a cyborg movie, particularly yeah, in the 90s, is teenage boys, young yeah. boys. So uh, the or trailer, luckily, does a really good job. in my case. Sure. Yeah. Uh, of explaining the plot and some of the more nuanced approaches of Cyborg Cop 3. So let's check it out. (laughs) Er ist da. Der technisch neuartigste Cyborg. Er sät Tod und Zerstörung. Und er ist zu verkaufen. Cyborg? Wie viele gibt's davon? Frank Zagarino, Brian Jealousy. Es hat mehr was mit dem Tod zu tun. Spielen die Guten. 
Hatten Sie das unaufhaltsame Aufhalten? Ist wie ein Kinderspiel, Dicker, und das macht Spaß. Also, wo waren wir? Scheiße! Bleib stehen! Cyborg Cop 3 Größer, aufregender und explosiver als je zuvor Cyborg Cop 3 Bist du bereit? That's pretty great Cyborg Cop 3 um, Much better in German I was, It made yeah. my Friday when I was yeah. finding this clip It's It pretty was great. endlessly fucking hilarious to me um, And who is the, so the, sad, the, the, sadly, the painting of? Uh, one of those Neither of the two guys are cyborgs yeah. It's like they took the blonde guy And decided to make yeah. him look like a cyborg um, Sadly, uh, David Bradley was either unwilling Or unable to reprise his mm. role as Jack Ryan Rogue DEA agent enough. Um, so this is uh, a slight step down yeah. in uh, quality, gotcha. but still a total piece of shit. Gotcha. Um, those are some of our picks for worst cyborg movies. Let's see those what adults on Facebook's choices were. <laughs> Ghost in the Shell 2017, Robocop 3, truly a terrible one. Uh, Age of Ultron, not a great movie. Terminator Genesis, I think is underrated. People really hate that movie, and I don't know why I kind of liked it. Yeah, I liked uh, it. And Inspector Patrick Gadget, Gadget, which was terrible. Yeah. I, I assume they mean the Matthew Broderick. Yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah. Any other way. Those are all solid choices. Let's see what every, uh, the Toonami Facebooks. Ghost in the Shell, Robocop, nice. Inspector Gadget, Justice League, and Terminator Genesis. Wow. So there's a general consensus yeah. on the, the worst ones, more than we normally see a consensus. Um It seems like the movies that inspire people to hate them are galvanized. Yeah, more the people. <laughs> um, and that's uh, that's our main topic. And then we just have a bunch of sneak peeks because we're going to run a little short today because it's you know it's with, Thanksgiving coming with, up. With the short, we're, week, we're out of here, man. Um, yeah, we were sadly unable to generate an additional goody content. Slash Jason wouldn't and uh, there's not. Correct me I'm if I'm little, wrong. I'm a little busy. I've a been a little, new little, been a little bit busy. A new adult swim single for this. Week. No, this week we are taking off for adult swim singles because no one is online trying to listen to music in Thanksgiving, so the numbers are very low. So we're just taking the week off. Um, but up first, we are proud to show and potentially announce. But I think we already announced it. We already announced the show on pre-flight. It was going to be the pre-flight announcement of Megalobox. Which I'm almost certain is one word. And once again, I didn't actually read the sheet. Good But, job. Um, coming December 8th at midnight, here's a short little taste of Megalobox, and then we're going to expand on it uh, with a longer spot. So check it out. <laughs> Thank you. 
that was fast. Short. It was it's like a teaser. Five second, five second promo. Fifteen seconds. Um, I'm excited about the show. Yeah, coming to Toonami. Um, and then we've not only run these on air, but we also talked about them last Toonami. Pre- these play. are the same ones. Well, yeah, it's the. We were off. Oh, uh, we were off. Hopefully, the you enjoyed our yeah. pre-Thanksgiving uh, Attack on Titan marathon and post. Thanksgiving, we were returning to our regularly scheduled lineup yeah. in anticipation for our lineup change in two weeks, December 8th. Wow, that's just a lot. Um, but first, let's watch the topical for My Hero Academia again, uh, <laughs> which will be running tomorrow night at 9.30. On the next all-new episode of My Hero Academia. Hello, I'm... Hero Academia, Saturday at 9.30, only Toonami on Adult Swim. And then just to see how fast everybody can turn... No, I'm just, just going to fuck with Sean, but I'm just going to mm-hmm. try to drag it out a little bit. So we have uh, Borto, which is premiering at 10.30, new episode. And here's the spot that you probably have seen, but if not, here you go. <laughs> it's new to you. On the next all-new episode of Boruto. I'm talking to you through your dream. The eye you possess is a star of hope against the approaching destruction. What? Boruto, Saturday at 10.30. Only Toonami on Adult Swim. And then Dragon Ball Super in its normal time of 11 p.m. uh, After a slight break with the Mm -hmm. aforementioned Attack on Titan Marathon Mm -hmm. uh, will be tomorrow night. Next, all new episode of Dragon Ball Super. Is that all you've got? Dragon Ball Super, Saturday at 11. Is that all you've got? Only Toonami on Adult Swim. Is that all you got? And this is all we got because this is the last oh. spot. And that is for Mob Psycho, which will be at 1130, uh, the fourth episode of Mob Psycho, which we are enjoying running and hopefully you're enjoying watching. Right now. On the next Mob Psycho 100. Say no to violence. You aren't actually aiming for this mindset, are you? Mob Psycho 100, Saturday at 11.30 p.m. Only Toonami on Adult Swim. And that's it. Go that's watch it. some cyborg movies. Uh, good ones or bad ones. But remember, in this strong concept or basic concept, Sprinkle a little cyborg salt on it. Bam. Instant yeah, low budget classic. It's uh now it's we're in the zombie phase, but I feel like we're yeah. ripe for a cyborg reboot. Yeah, we're right we we are ripe for more cyborg stories. More ninja movies will start back up and this yeah. whole thing is just gonna be cranking. And then up. we could do cyborg ninjas. Maybe the rock will zombies. start doing American Ninja. I mean movies. it would be awesome if the rock did a cyborg movie. He already looks like a cyborg. I, I would easily believe you could cut into the rock and there'd be like metal under there because that motherfucker is not real. He's, 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 or I would see him as a Terminator any minute. Hell yeah. I would see a rock yeah. Terminator movie. Yeah, totally. Today. Uh, well, that's it. We'll see you next week where hopefully we'll have a longer broadcast for you. I think we did pretty well. We, uh, getting the thumbs up. I think we All vamped right. well. All right. I think we're full on. Tip dance. Yeah. Cyborgs, just wind us up. <laughs> and let us go. Thanks for watching. Bye. Toonami, now every Saturday night from 9 to 4.